0: Welcome to Mocks on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga Athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Football season is right around the corner, and we're talking with UTC's coordinators, Lorenzo Ward on the defensive side, and Joe Pizzo. On offense. Don't forget football tickets are on sale. Get more details. Head over to gomox.com. If you are not excited about the start of football season, first off, what is wrong with you? Secondly, though, you're going to be excited about it after we visit with our first guest and hear him talk about the Mox defense. Here's defensive coordinator Lorenzo Ward. What do you feel like you were able to get accomplished? in the spring of last year? I know typically for a coach, there's a lot of teaching that goes on in the spring. Now, you guys were trying to play games. How much teaching were you able to do? What do you feel like you you were able to get done in the spring?
1: Well, we tried to keep things simple. So, from uh, uh, a knowledge standpoint, we were very uh, simple, and uh, we kept things to, you know, I think we might have ran three defenses the entire spring. And the, the beauty of that was we got better at some of the things we need to get better at uh, that could help us in this fall. So uh, that was the game plan going in. We was going to keep things simple and, uh, and try to uh, get them as technique and fundamentally sound in those uh, three defenses that we ran uh, for this upcoming uh, fall football.
0: How would you describe your defense? If somebody said, uh, if if somebody were to were to want to describe the Chattanooga defense, wh- what would you hope they would say about it?
1: Play hard, aggressive. You know, uh, we might not always do the right thing, but we're gonna we're gonna play a uh, full speed all the time.
0: You've got an experienced group. How big of a of a boost is it? to get that extra COVID year for some of these guys and, and to be able to hang on to some of these guys, maybe for an extra year.
1: That was great. You know, especially in the, um, in the perimeter for us, you know, we, that's where we're heavily uh, senior laden. Uh, I think three, four of the five back end guys are seniors and we'd have lost all four, all four of those guys. And would have had to have new guys in those roles uh, so it was huge for us to get the, the COVID year back for those guys. And, and so, you know, we, we got a lot of guys that play a lot of football, uh, but we were very senior heavy late in the in the secondary. So, you know, we feel very blessed to have uh, four starters back that could potentially have been gone if they hadn't been for a COVID year.
0: You talk about those four starters in the secondary. Is that the strength of this defense?
1: Oh, no. The strength of our defense up front I don't think we have I would say a definite weakness on the defensive side of the ball but all great defenses uh and I'm not saying what great by any means starts up front if you're not good up front you're not gonna be good anywhere else care okay, how good you are in the perimeter how much experience you got in the perimeter it doesn't make any difference if you're not any good up front
0: how good can Devon Shea Maxwell be
1: well, I think he's a potentially a Sunday player, and uh, I think he has that talent
0: ability. There's a couple of guys that I wanted to ask you about. Devontae being one of them. Rashawn Freeman is a guy that a local kid played at Ottawa, had a really nice uh, high school career at, at Ottawa, and has has come here and, and had a a really nice uh, career. I think uh, a, a, as a mock a little bit about Rashawn and just kind of what he brings. And that uh, that's a rover position that he plays, right, where he's kind of a hybrid safety linebacker for you. Is that right?
1: That's correct. We considered uh, Rashawn our third safety on the field. Uh, you know, we just had this conversation after lunch as a defensive staff, and uh, Coach Wright was actually in the meeting, and uh, Coach Yeager, uh, linebacker coach, actually made the statement that he felt like, Rashard Freeman has improved more than any other player on this team since we've been here, uh, and he has. Uh, you know, I uh, I think Rashawn has really taken care of his body, did the things he needed to do uh, health-wise and, and strength-wise, and he's put himself in a position to be a really, really good football player this season.
0: I, I think you couldn't help as a fan but be excited about – uh, this group of linebackers a year ago is uh, I thought we saw some 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 real maturity from those guys over the course of of the spring. Let's start with Jay person. Uh, what have you seen from him um, both in the spring and and his uh, his work so far in fall camp?
1: Well, uh, you know the one thing that we always know about Jay. Uh, he might not do the right thing uh, every single play, but he's gonna go hundred miles an hour and And for the most part, we can live with him uh, getting out of his gap. We don't want that to happen, but because we know he's going to play hard. And so you know we're very, very excited uh, to have Jay uh, as the outside linebacker here and and uh, you know disguise the, the limit for Jay because Jay's still a young football player. He's a richer he's a sample.
0: I don't think I was ever as happy for anybody last year as I was for Christian Snyder, a guy that has kind of waited his time. And, man, when he got his opportunity last year in the spring, uh, he really showed out uh, and and played really well. A little bit about Christian. you got some depth at linebacker. I know he's a part of that, but where does he fit in with this group?
1: Uh, Christian is, is definitely the third guy in. You know, we'll, we'll... – Ty uh and Cam Jones are our 2 starters Mike and Will, and Christian can play either one. He can play Mike. He can play Will. He's doing a lot more at Mike uh, because that's who calls the defense set out front the whole nine yards, and he's a smart, intelligent young man. Uh, but Christian did show us, uh, especially against the Mercer game, you know, we had 20 tackles, uh, that he can help us and be a viable member of our linebacker crew because I was one of the positions uh, going into a spring ball that we felt like we needed to develop some depth uh, and so we feel like we did that, and Christian is definitely going to be a major part of that.
0: You know, you got a guy like John Prince who played on the defensive line. I forget that McLean is is only a sophomore, so he's got more time here. Uh, uh, we talked about Devonche on that uh, on that defensive line. Tell me about the rest of those guys. It feels like you've got the depth, coach, to the point to where. You can really have a—I mean, what you can rotate at least five guys on the, if not six, on that defensive line, can't you?
1: We actually think it's eight. Wow. Uh, you know, Ben Bruton uh, and Ben and and uh, John Prince plays defensive in for us. Um, Jay is is outside linebacker uh, slash DM when we go to four down. Uh, C.J. Winston and and Tess uh Wilson is 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 backing Jay up, Jay Person up. And then inside, you got Devon Shea, you got uh uh Gino is backing him up and then uh, at nose we got Chris Smith and Marlon. Uh Marlon Taylor is 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 was a is a true freshman that played very well in, in every game that we played in this spring. So we felt like we got eight guys that we can rotate, uh possibly nine up front to where that's not a huge drop off from I was starting D line until the second team D line.
0: Look, you've been around this program a couple of times. You've been around for, uh, you've seen a lot of football. You've seen a lot of football in this conference. Where does this group rank in in your time coaching at Chattanooga and, and coaching on the defensive side of the ball?
1: Potentially the best. Potentially the best. You know when you got experience a linebacker. Uh, you got experience, super experience in the back end, and you got eight defensive linemen potentially that could be starters. Probably anywhere in this conference, that's potentially they have the potential to probably be the best I've been around in, on this level of football.
0: When you start to, when you have a group like this that that has so much experience, does that? I don't know, does it kind of do you feel like you maybe you have the freedom where you can spend a little more time working with with some of these freshmen and, and some younger guys because you got faith that these old guys are gonna do what they've been coached to do?
1: we well, we definitely try to get every person uh uh individual in this program ready to play. Now closer we get to a game, uh, then we'll start to fine tune who gets to rep. But especially now, uh beginning of camp, you know, we we're going four deep. And even in the perimeter, we're going four deep uh, in the perimeter. We're going three deep in uh, the linebacker. We're definitely going three deep at D-line. And uh we're getting all those young guys, a lot of reps. But, you know, we got to make sure that the guys that we, we're counting on, uh, you know, when the bell rings, get as many reps as, as they need as well. And, and you know, and the closer we get, the more we can cut back on them and, and get the young guys more reps. But this camp is definitely to develop depth because with – uh, the unknowns of COVID—you never know. You're one play away from playing because your teammate could be out for uh, one to two ball game based on you know, whether they contact or whether they have the virus. So, you know, we got to make sure we, we 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 develop the depth, and so everybody's gonna gonna get a legit opportunity to prove what they can do in this camp.
0: Coach, I can tell you're confident uh, in, in the group of guys that you got. You should be. I mean, I've been saying it for two years. I, I've just been waiting on this defense to be unleashed because I think they can be salty as heck. What worries you right now about this defense? is: Do you have a concern? Is there something that uh, that, that keeps you awake at night?
1: Well, I wouldn't say there's something that, that you know, you have to – if we can take – A footed, loaded gun, as I say, you know, the first time that we played this spring that we had a fully loaded gun was at Furman. And, and we saw what that fully loaded gun could do. You know, they got uh, 33 plays at halftime for 70 yards. Couldn't run the ball uh, at all. And so we, that was the first game that we had a fully loaded defense and we just seen the potential of that defense. And if we can get, a consistent 11 guys on the field. You know, Andrew will be able to have her. I'll say so in that. COVID will have a say so in that. And that's why we have to continue to try to develop depth. You know, I I think it's a special group. because uh, right. let me talk to the team last night uh, in this little uh, camp thing that we're doing. And, and I told them I've been around a lot of good defense. Uh, but they, for our level, we had the potential to be really, really good. But it's not just going to happen.
0: Coach, I was excited before I talked to you. Now now I can't stand it. Uh, it uh, first of September can't get here quick enough, man. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you guys. I wish you all the best. Hopefully we can get a chance to catch up again before the season's over. But uh, best of luck. Uh, I'm excited about this group.
1: I'm glad you can't wait. I can wait now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. And, uh, I look forward to talking to you. I appreciate the opportunity to – to share, but yeah, we we feel really good about the young men we have with this program right now.
0: Let's turn our focus over to the offensive side of the ball now. And offensive coordinator Joe Pizzo on Max on the mic, Coach. Let's start first, and I want to talk about the health uh, on the offensive side of the ball, especially at running back. Um, how healthy is that running back room after what was, I know, a rough year for you guys uh, last year?
2: Well, I, th- I think we've got them all back and they're all healthy and uh, as good as uh, as good as it's ever been since I've been here. Um, you know, uh, obviously uh, losing a limb in the in the spring with a with a minor injury uh, kind of put us behind the eight ball a little bit. But what it really did was it got uh, Trail Price and and Geno. Appleberry, a lot of reps, and and you know, Terrell got back to the form he was. uh, My first spring here, because you know he got hurt that first game uh, of the fall of my first season. So we're we're deep there now. We've got we've got uh, four guys that have played a pretty good bit of football, so we feel real good about it.
0: How do you want to use those guys? Like, how do you? I mean, that's you've only got one ball, and you got three guys (laughs) that I know want it. How do you um how do you spread those carries out and, and can you talk a little bit about what the roles each of those guys will have?
2: Yeah, well we, we we feel like we'll be able to do a little bit more running back by committee uh than we were, you know. Uh be honest with you, when we got to about game five or six with the limb after Terrell got hurt in two thousand nineteen, I felt like I was really overloading him. Uh too many carries per game. Uh, again, a lot of those games were, were tight games, and, and I needed him down the stretch, and, and, and we were pretty good at running the football. So uh, I felt like I overused him. So, you know, I don't want to say we're going to cut back his carries because he's kind of a workhorse, but, uh, it, you know, we're going to get Terrell in there. We're going to get Geno in there, and we're going to be able to spell him and hopefully keep uh, a limb fresh in the fourth quarter. And, and it also gave a, gives going to give us some opportunities to have two of them in there at the same time which was a personnel grouping that we weren't able to do in, in 19 or really in the spring.
0: How similar are those guys in, in their style of play? How similar are they?
2: Uh, I would say Terrell and Elim are very similar, uh, you know, bigger, more powerful backs, um, kind of downhill guys. Whereas Dino brings you a little bit more, uh, quickness, uh, maybe a little bit more explosiveness, um, You know, I don't know about top end speed. They're all about the same, but, uh, you know, two out of three of them are similar backs. And then I think, I think Gino gives you a little bit of change up. Uh, So we'll be able to use him in some, some other, uh, some other type situations in the passing game that we may can't use the other two.
0: You've got a, you got a crowded quarterback room. Uh, Robert Riddle transfers in a guy that a local product folks will locally will know prepped it, uh, at Macaulay. You were with him some at, uh, at Mercer. Uh, now you get a chance to be reunited here. Talk a little bit about that quarterback room. What are you looking for? You've got all of those guys have played a little bit of football, I think. Um, w- what are you looking to see from somebody in camp?
2: Really, really, um, uh... And you, you said it, I've coached all those guys now and they've all played in games uh, for me and under our system. So uh, I'm looking for consistency, which one's going to be consistent. I feel comfortable with all three of them. I, I think Drayton did a good job at times in the spring. I think he hit some rough spots in the spring. Uh, I think Cole uh, the same way, you know, Cole coming off of two years of not even playing football, uh, jumping right back in there did, did a nice job uh, at times, but he needs more snaps um, to be consistent. Uh, you know, Robert's coming off of, you know, a, a pretty bad injury um, and he hasn't been in my offense for two years. So he's got to do, he's got some catching up to do, uh, and we've got to make sure he's healthy and, and, and way, you know, and ready to go full speed. Uh, but all three of them are capable quarterbacks. I'm deeper than I've ever been. Uh, here really I'm deeper than anywhere I've ever coached as far as having experienced guys that have played a lot of snaps Uh, I felt like in the spring we weren't consistent enough at that position I felt like at times we played well and at times we didn't play well and we're in a situation now on offense where you know that quarterback doesn't have to be the guy every snap he just has to be able to manage games and to make the plays when when they're available on the field so I'm looking for the one that the one that's going to do that uh, most consistent
0: are you comfortable playing more than one quarterback are you comfortable playing two guys if it comes to that or ideally would you like to have the one guy to to take all the snaps
2: you know i've 26 years of coaching i've played one quarterback uh all 26 years. Now I have had some instances, even in Roberts, uh, my first year at Mercer, and Roberts' second year at Mercer, where the first couple games um, we rotated them and we give them, we gave them a quarter a piece, and, and and kind of rotated back and forth until we figured out uh, which one we thought was going to end up being the starter. So, you know, that's not out of the question. Um, you know, my goal, you know, obviously we want to win every single game. Uh, that we line up and play. but my goal is to have you know a starter in place by the time we get to conference. So uh, you might see two, you might see all three of them in those first three contests that we play, but you know by, by, by the time we get to that October game, uh, I'd like to have I'd like to have a guy.
0: You know the one guy that I thought in the spring that really kind of stood out, and I think he got a lot of folks' attention and that was uh, Reginald Henderson. Did he surprise you how well he played in the in the spring?
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say surprise me because he's. He was a talent from the time we got him. Uh, you know, from Middle Tennessee, he just hadn't played a lot of wide receiver. Uh, you know, he was a safety over there, uh, for really two out of his three years. And uh, but there was a lot of raw talent, um, so I knew it was there. It was just a, again. I think you know that 19 year. A lot of these kids that we're playing with now hadn't played a lot of football. Hadn't played a lot of snaps, uh, and hadn't really been coached up a lot. Uh, at their position. So I think, you know, Coach Mims did a great job with Reggie. And uh I think Reggie just kind of played into the player that he was going to be anyway. Um, it was just a matter of getting him snaps and, and and get a lot of balls thrown his way.
0: Yeah, six foot four, over two hundred pounds. I mean he he's a physical specimen uh in the Southern Conference, especially compared to some of the defensive backs that he goes up against how high is the ceiling for him? How good can, can Reggie Henderson be?
2: Oh, you know, there's no ceiling for Reggie Henderson. He's got, uh, everything that, you know, that I think the NFL type guys have, um, you know, you, you said it, he's a big, long, strong guy that can catch the football and can run. And, uh, you know, it's it's experience, it's understanding coverages, it's understanding the little details of the things that will make him, uh, you know, a next-level player. But uh, there's, you know, if Reggie plays the way Reggie's capable of playing, there won't be anybody in our conference or on our level uh, that's going to match up with him consistently throughout a game. I mean, he's going to be a force that everybody has to worry about.
0: Tell me about the rest of those guys, because we saw a lot of receivers uh, in the spring. Tyrone Arnett was another guy that kind of jumped out to me, uh, another one of those transfers, uh, kind of like Henderson coming in from, uh, from another school and, and got a chance to compete right away. But uh, tell us about those uh, the rest of those wide receivers and uh, who's impressing you the most.
2: Uh, you know, we are deep there now. And, and we're deep with some youth, which is good. Uh, the kid that keeps jumping out to me is a kid named Jamoy Mays, who kind of is playing where Bryce played uh, and, and backing up Andrew Manning, who had a good spring too for us. Uh, but Jamoy Mays was a, he is a freshman and he just shows up every day. Uh, he, he's got a lot of natural ability and, and just seems to get open, catch the football and explosive player. Uh, so uh, he, he's one. Uh, you know, you mentioned Ty Arnett is another one that that needs to get snaps. He's another kid that transferred in here. That's uh, probably skill set was a little better than Reggie when we got him because he was a wide receiver, but he hasn't played a ton of snaps anywhere he's been. So we've got to get him a lot of a, a lot of reps there. Uh, and then you've got uh, two or three other ties that we play <laughs> play with. Ty Summers is one of them. Who's a speed guy for us. That, uh, they can play and you've got a couple of freshman kids that are coming in there. And uh, you know, we've got five or six guys now that we feel comfortable with we can put on the field and, and play. How
0: how big is the the COVID year for you guys, especially with this group? Because you've got you've got a lot of experience on the offense. We haven't even got to the offensive line. I mean, those guys have have certainly played a lot of ball together, but and and I'm, look, I I know it it makes roster management complicated and difficult. I get that, but from a on field uh, aspect of it, uh, how important has that COVID year been to be able to have these guys for an extra year?
2: Well, you know, it it, it it's great in that sen- in that sense because they all decided to come back. Uh, it could have worked out really poorly in our favor because mo- all those guys have graduated. Most of them are in grad school or done with grad school, so they didn't have to come back. Uh, Obviously, we felt like we were going to be a pretty good football team in 2020 uh, with those guys coming back. Uh, We'll be even better in 21 with those guys coming back. Where Where it hurts you is we had a lot of good prospects that needed to be developed behind them, and it cost them playing time because this would be their season that they're stepping in. This spring would have been, you know, we played them in that last game against Mercer, but that would have been their spring. Last spring would have been their spring to, you know, to jump up and, and, and get the experience that they needed. And now, you know, they're going to back up for another year and and maybe not see the action that they would have already seen, if, if that makes any sense to you. So we're working real hard on getting a, a, a two deep and, and, and not just having those guys be backups, but getting them in with the starters getting a lot of reps because, you know, we're going to lose, we're going to lose a lot of experience up there after this, this season.
0: Uh, Coach, forgive me because I don't, uh, I may not be correct on my timeline, but were you here and were you a part of those conversations to move Chris James from quarterback to tight end?
2: Yeah. When I got here, we had, uh, we basically had uh, Chris and Nick Tiano at quarterback it was the only two that were on the roster. Um, and, and, uh, as i was taking the job i brought in drayton arnold um because of because of that and chris and nick were the same year and so walking into that situation i felt like uh we needed to bring in a younger quarterbacks why i brought in drayton but uh after we got here and evaluated what we had talent wise it it was going to be tough for chris to get snaps at the quarterback position with nick in there and uh we didn't have an athletic tight end. We had some good tight ends, but we didn't have a kid that can do what what we want to do in our offense and and uh so yeah we we talked to we talked about it in spring uh and then pulled the trigger in the fall when Chris decided he was he was a go uh to do it and man, did that work out good
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's such a great story just yeah. just his story, you know the just everything that kid has been through now, I think it's great to see him have the success and get the accolades that uh, that he's gotten playing the tight end position. I I imagine there's probably nobody more excited when it was announced that, uh, uh, he was going to come back and, and, and play one more year, uh, than you were, uh, you kind of talk about what you want from that tight end position a little bit, but how important will Chris James be in this offense?
2: Oh, Chris, Chris is huge in this offense. And, and, uh, you know, we use a tight end, like a pro style tight end, uh, you know, he's a kid that has to split out for us and play receiver. He's a kid that has to play on the line of scrimmage and, and block defensive ends. He's a kid that has to play, in, you know, what me and you probably remember as an old fullback position, you know, and, and lead block. He's the kid that we move around a, a, a lot. And uh, he's got to be a versatile type kid. And they're hard to find at our level. They really are. They're hard to find. So, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be more excited. And, and not only that, Chris is a great kid. He is He's a great kid to coach. He's a great kid to be around. Um, you know, even in the spring when, when he was hurt, uh, just having him around the players and being at practice every day just helps your locker room. So, uh, you know, he's a tremendous asset. The hardest position to play on our football team, in my mind, uh, with all that we asked them to do, and, and we got a good one there.
0: It's kind of funny the way the game has changed. We've almost lost the fullback, but we've – We've sort of gained the tight end, haven't we? Because that's a position. That's a position that is completely. I mean, I go back to when I was a kid. Man, it was Kellen Winslow and Ozzie Newsom. Yeah. and those guys were just physically freaks compared to most of the other guys that played that position. And now, you know, you look at the, you know, the Kyle Pitts guy that's that's in Atlanta now. You look at what Travis Kelsey's done, George Kittle, to name some guys from the NFL that position has the, the the position of tight end it's it's kind of become the sexy position in offensive football hasn't it absolutely absolutely and he, he you know
2: they're hard to find by the defense i mean they're hard to find you know in the passing game because it's not your traditional flexed-out wide receiver that everybody thinks is going to catch 60 or 70 balls. And 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 they're also that type of body that has no problem running across the middle and getting dinged and banged up by the linebackers and finding little windows and holes. And, and uh, it, you know, you, you said it. It's a sexy position now. And those guys in the NFL are getting paid big now.
0: Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Let's talk about this offensive line. I got a chance to visit with those guys as a group uh, a couple of weeks ago. And my goodness, I mean, that's just – you're not just five or six deep there. Uh, I I think you may be eight-plus deep on the offensive line. Talk to me about that group as a whole and just the confidence you guys have in them uh, and and what they can do up front. best group that I've
2: been around in in 26 years of coaching. Um, You know, you're right. We might be seven, eight, nine deep. I'm not sure – uh, what I do know is that we've, we've got an anchor of, of five guys that have played a lot of football and are really good football players. It's not just a, you know, people say we've got an experienced team coming back. Well, it doesn't matter if the experience you're coming back is not very good or not very tough. And we've got, we've got guys that are both. They're, they're good and they're tough, and they've got a lot of experience. So uh, they, are, they are what's going to make our offense go. I mean, if people have watched us, uh, I don't want to say we're a throwback offense because we're not, but we're a pro style offense that likes to run the football and we're going to feature running the football and that's going to set up our pass and our bootleg game and, 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 and our shot plays. And it starts with those guys up front. So, uh, again, in 2019, we were so thin there, uh, you know, we would lose one guy to injury like we lost Harrison and, you know, we're scrambling to find another body to put in there. And by the end of the year, we were playing with, you know, Cole, who's an all American left guard and Jacob's blocking trophy. Cole Strange is is playing center in a game that, and he's never played center in his life. So we went from, you know, you know, uh, having really nothing there to now, if we lose a kid, uh, you know, to to an injury or losing for a practice because he's overheating. The next guy we plug in there, uh, you, there's not a lot of drop off, if any drop off at all. So the hardest thing for us is going to be uh, is again, like you said, in the running back room. I want to play them all. I don't I don't want to I don't want to play five of them. You know, for 75 snaps a game. I want to. They all deserve to be in the in the game at some point. So we got to figure out how that put that that puzzle together and make it fit where we can keep them all happy and we can keep them all fresh and, and, and we can roll through this season with them. But love that group.
0: McClendon Curtis is 6'7". He he goes over 330. Um, I, I told him the other day, that I thought he was – you know, they had him listed at 325 on the website. He's like, man, I've been around 345 this summer. Um, look, that's an NFL body. That's NFL size. Is there NFL potential in McClendon Curtis?
2: Yeah, there is. Uh, you know, McClendon gets away with a lot of things, uh, technically, because he's such a massive human being, and he he's he doesn't have to move his feet and use his hands and and do some of the things that some of uh, uh, you know your lighter and smaller offensive linemen do. So, uh, Coach Gaul, our new offensive line coach, is really working hard on on uh, all the little technical things with him to make him you know, a guy that might can play in the NFL. He's certainly big enough, powerful enough, uh, smart enough, all the things that you would expect to get up there. We've just got, we've got to get him uh, to unleash everything that he's got, so to speak, because uh, I challenged him before the Furman game last uh, spring uh, because I felt like he played uh, half the time he was destroying the guy he was playing against. And the other half, he was just kind of getting the job done. So I challenged him to destroy the guy for, the entire game and i think uh we counted up he had 14 knockdowns and, you know, when you're knocking down a 300 def- pound defensive lineman to the ground that's that's a powerful that's a powerful human and that's that's uh that's who mcclendon is
0: is it safe to say this offensive line goes as cole strange goes
2: yeah cole's 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 the anchor and he's 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 the guy i mean he's uh you know, he's the guy that's got it all right now. He's the most athletic one up there. He's he's strong, powerful, uh, everything you'd want. If he, you know, he's probably the best offensive lineman I've coached, and I've had a couple that have gotten shots in the NFL. But he's also most versatile because he's a kid that, like I said, he played center for us in 2019 for two games. We could move him out to tackle if we needed to make move him out to tackle. Part of our offense is built around those two guards because they're – they're really good guards, him and McClendon. We're doing some things that I haven't done in a long time uh, with alignment and some of our scheme stuff because of those two and because of Cole.
0: Coach, I can't wait for September 2nd. Look forward to seeing you guys on the field. Appreciate the time and look forward to catching up with you again. Well,
2: thank you very much.
0: Special thanks to both Coach Ward and Coach Pizzo. The Mox season opener—it's at home. It's a Thursday night. No excuse for you not to be there. September second against Austin P for a seven thirty kickoff inside Findlay Stadium. We will see you there. For our producer Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. Thanks for joining us this week on Mox on the mic. We'll be back with you again. Next week. Until then, so long and go, Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.